Hello, fellow writers, and thanks for joining us here at Writing in Progress, a podcast where two full-time teachers share stories and lessons along their journey as aspiring authors. Today, we're starting our how-to series, and where better to start than with a hook? I have hook is a kind of a situation that gets your attention. There are several different definitions of hook. Uh, I'm familiar with hook very well because, as you well know, Justin, my hobby is fishing. And in fishing, you need a good hook. Uh, I remember one time I was fishing with one of our mutual friends, and uh, I kept complaining, every fish is getting off the line. And matter of fact, I, I threw, I could see my lure in the water. I saw this fish take it, pull. He got off too. Finally, I pulled my lure up, and you won't believe this. My hook broke off. It Uh-oh. broke off hours before I was fishing without a hook. And I was uh, wondering why I was losing all these fish. Uh, in writing, it can be the same way. Uh, you can be out there writing without a hook, and you can lose potential readers and agents and publishers and all kinds of things if you don't have a solid hook. Yeah, I mean, just like fishing without a hook, you you don't have if you if you never catch anyone, it doesn't gr- matter how big a boat you have or how good your novel is, right? Because you need to get them in. Um, If you don't get them in, nothing else matters. So, so what is a hook? Um, I think it can mean a lot of different things to different people. Um, It has several different meanings. It could be that 30 second elevator talk. You're you're all familiar with that. Um, it, It could be the two paragraph synopsis you're putting on the back of your book. It could be a query letter. Um, it could be your first chapter, first page, or even first line. Basically, it's your first impression with your reader. And as we all know, first impressions are everything. So today, we're going to talk about hooks. I think we're going to focus a little bit more on like the first chapter type of hook rather than the uh, you know synopsis type of hook. Because right. I think as writers, that's what we're a little more concerned with. But I would say before we get started here, with, with John's got a fun little activity for us. Um, you need to be able to have the 30 second elevator talk. Um, you you need to have that hook too. And if you can't describe your novel in that way, um, you've probably got some structural issues, um, that you're going to need to fix. Uh, so that, that is important to think about as well. So with that in mind, here's a couple of first famous first line hooks for you, Justin. I'm going to say that first line, you try to tell me the book. I'll try to give you a couple of tips. We'll see how you do on this. Here's the first one. All children except one grow up. Oh man. It's a book. It's All a children. book. All children except one grow up. This, well, child, this child was a boy. Yeah. I'm thinking... Uh, I've never read the book, but I'm thinking it's a movie called Benjamin Button. Would I be right no, on that No, that's one? a good guess. Ah, this is Peter Pan. Peter oh, Pan. Gotcha. All children except one grow up. That I think the author sense. was saying the reader should say, hey, who's that one? Who didn't yeah. grow up? And it kind of leads you. That's what the whole story is about. Uh, here's another one. This one's a little tough, but I think you might get it. Maybe. The first line <laughs> is, where's Papa going with that axe? And in this book, in this first section, a little girl's finding out 
what happens to animals on the farm. I would my my guess immediately was Charlotte's Web. That's um, absolutely right. All Very right. good. Well, Very good. I got one. At least I got, got one. one. You one for two. All <laughs> right. Here's a good one, and, and I think this one's a, a great first line. It was a cold day in April, and the clocks were striking thirteen. The clocks were striking thirteen. Oh man. It's a very timely book. I'm not sure I know this one, John. I might need you to help me out. 1984 Ooh, by George Orwell. Right. I have never actually read that one. I've read some of his other books. Um, I really like Animal Farm. Uh, yeah, Animal Farm, outstanding. outstanding. I feel like 1984 gets talked about so much that I, I know everything that's in it without having read it. So I've, I've never actually <laughs> sat down to read it. Here's a good one because I love the voice of this this first line. If you really want to hear about it, the first thing you'll probably want to know is where I was born and what my lousy childhood was like and how my parents were occupied and all before they had me and all that David Copperfield kind of crap. But I don't feel like going into it if you want to know the truth. Oh, man. The voice of this author is very strong. And I'll give you another hint. He only published one book. Wow. Wow. Uh, I don't know, man. This is this is reflecting that I'm not very well read. <laughs> Catcher in the Rye. Catcher oh, in the Rye. Yeah. Really now, the key is. to this hook is mm-hmm. right from the beginning of the book, his voice in this is so strong. And it has I, this teenage voice that teenagers have been reading this book ever since. Yeah. I, I remember reading that one. Uh, Might have been eighth grade or freshman year somewhere actually it might have been sophomore year but i remember feeling while reading that book that this one was just different than all the rest i did too Uh, i had the same feeling yeah and i think um i think that's a really good example last week when we were debating you know what's the most important part of telling a story that would be a really good example of voice being important because yes to tell you the truth, the Catcher in the Rye's plot isn't that great. <laughs> it's not. It's it's yeah. all about voice. It's voice all about voice and, and character. And some voice, character, and theme. Theme comes into yes. Catcher in the Rye quite a bit, Big too. Time. But, Big but time. Uh, yeah, that's a perfect example of how voice can, um, can be magical in a book when done right. So here's a good one for you. See if you get this one. Uh-oh. <laughs> it, starts out, it starts out with a little daddy-daughter talk. Claire puts her face right next to mine, our eyeballs almost touching. Claire, me and you, we're a team. Me, being on your team is the best thing that ever happened to me. You saved me. I know that one. That's car seat conversation. That is. That's my book. (laughs) And I think this is really key to talk about Hook right here with my own book, is when I submitted my book to an agent originally, this was not the beginning of the book. Hmm. And that was one of the things that came back is uh, you need a strong start. You need to hook people. And she said, hey, I love this. I loved it halfway through. I loved it in a lot of different areas, but you have to hook people right away. And I think that's really important. So I started out with a quote, and I also end with that quote. And I try to have a theme that goes from that. I also had one essay that I'd written that so many people came back to me and said, this is the strongest essay in here. I love it. And I started with that one. I changed the order of things to get that kind of hook, if you will. Now, here, here's a good one for you. I think you'll, I think you'll know this one. I don't know. I, I, I think you'll know this one. 
The shard of glass sits in the center of the silent room, exactly where it landed a few moments before. The crimson stain emanating from the jagged tip spreads through the fibers of the outdated carpeting. Gee, I don't know. (laughs) That's from Awakening. That's from my book. That's from your book. And I think it's really important that we talk about your book as we talk about Hook because I read an early version of your book Mm -hmm. and I got back to you and and I tried to say it as kindly as I could, but I was not hooked. And a couple days later, you sent me an email and said, hey, I wrote two pages that I'd like to make chapter one. And I remember I was almost, you put your cursor over something, you click on it and you start thinking, you know, what am I going to say if this is not that good? What am I going to do? I read those two pages and I was ready to go on to the next page. It was a great hook. I was hooked. You hooked me right there. (laughs) That'd be interesting to know how many of those famous hooks that, uh, that you read and otherwise didn't start as, as the beginning. It'd be interesting to it know. Would. How many... And I would venture to say a lot of them got added later. Mm-hmm. I would venture to say a lot of them were added later. Yeah. Cause I think as we go further in the discussion, at least on my side of things, um, knowing where you're going is a big part of making a good hook. I totally um, agree. And sometimes until you've read, written the whole piece, you don't know where you're going. Exactly. And you may end up somewhere else from where you started or thought you were going to go. Yep. Yeah. So I, I my first chapter initially um, was was the, the main character. It was a flash forward, which is kind of a trope that happens a lot. Um, and I, I was glad to find a creative way of avoiding that trope, actually. Um, but he was just running for his life. So I was writing about running and I, I thought that was interesting and I was doing the right, what, you know, thing, but right. it, it just not, it, it didn't grab you. And, um, it was, it was, you know, it wasn't bad in terms of like bad writing or anything like that. It just didn't have that extra oomph that you need in that first chapter, right. um, to grab someone's attention and, uh, learning how to do that is tough. And, and, we're going to give you some advice here today. Yeah, a couple um, tips, a couple things you can use. Yeah, but there's there's no one equation of this is a good hook. All, all I can say is you know it when you've written it um, because there's something that happens when you hit that hook where you just feel it and your yes. readers feel it. And, your readers and know it. Sometimes it's just trial and error until you, you find that right magic. And sometimes you get to the end of the piece and you can go all the way back to the beginning and say, now I know where I was going with this. Exactly. I couldn't have written the chapter I wrote now when I started. And I, I, I wouldn't have had that quote at the beginning of my book until I'd gone back through my book several times and mm-hmm. a theme started to develop. And then that's when I put it in. Exactly. All right. So um, I'm going to start off with a tip that I got from Masterclass um, from Dan Brown. And this has been really helpful for me. It's called the three C's. That's what he's calling it. So I want to make sure I give him credit because this is his thing. Uh, And any thriller type story has to have a clock, a crucible, and a contract. Those Mm. are the three C's. So clock, you need some sort of time element. Okay. You need some sort of uh, reason why things have to happen fast. It could be dangers approaching. It, It could literally be a ticking clock. Um, but you need to have some reason that everything happens now. Um, and if you can make that clock apparent in the opening pages, all the better. Because right away, you're you're 
readers feeling that crunch, okay? Um, crucible means that you can't escape. Um, it's all confined in a given space. Um, so you can't, uh, you know, the, the character can't have the option of just, oh, I'm going to avoid this and walk away. They need to be forced, tethered to their destiny. Um, that You need to make that apparent right away, that there is no escape from what's coming. And then the third one, and this is the most important in Hook, is called contract. All right. I've heard it called making promises. So it's foreshadowing, basically. Mm -hmm. But you need to talk about some of the intriguing points in your novel in the first few pages. And don't tell the reader all the information. They're going to find that later. But you need to make that promise with them, that contract that, hey, if you stick around, you're going to find out why this happened or what's causing this or if they survive or whatever. But those three C's are a great starting point to consider with your first chapter. What's a tip you've got, John? Well, I have a, another tip here. Uh, one interesting way to grab attention or hook someone is start with a factor statistic. Uh, for instance, I was listening to Malcolm Gladwell's podcast recently, and he started out stating over 90% of the artwork that Matt owns is in storage. Even they've never seen it. Wow. They spend huge amounts of money on these storage facilities the size of football fields. It costs money to get into the Met. They have huge fundraisers and pretend they don't have any money. They have billions of dollars of artwork that even they've never seen. When he led with that, I was like, wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I was, I was in. It was a great yeah. hook. I was in. I did not know this. He said, oh, the guy in charge of tapestries never seen 95% of tapestries they have. They're just really a pain to get to. They're all in storage. And it was just great. I was like, I'm in. So an interesting factor statistics, something you didn't know before. And all of a sudden, scratch your head and say, really? And uh, that's a great way to start out with a little hook. Yeah. I, and that also does a good job of kind of leading into my second point. Um, not only was there really cool facts and statistics there, but there's something behind the curtain, right? Mm. Um, there's some mysterious thing no one knows about. And if you continue forward, you're going to find out about it, right? So right. my big tip when you're writing that first chapter early in your novel, there should always be a question unanswered. At any point in your novel, especially in that first, second, third act, um, if you're doing a five act structure, if you're doing third act, things get answered in the third act. <laughs> um, but, uh, in those first few acts, um, at any given point, there should never be, uh, contentment. The characters should never be satisfied. It should not be status quo. There should always be a pressing and active question that, that needs to be answered. Some, uh, you know, riddle that needs to be solved, whatever mystery it is. So in your example, that hook there, it's, oh, well, what the heck do they have back there? Right, right. <laughs> you know, Why don't um, they just sell some of it? I don't understand. Right. Yeah. So what is it? What is this magical thing? So um, that would be, if nothing else, a, a good place to start with hooks is think of a question that's unanswered and tease it, but don't give them the answer. Very good. I have also ask a question kind of like a sometimes that question could be very relatable it could mm -hmm. be a have you ever or have you ever gone through this or have you ever seen this those relatable questions a lot of times make a really good hook yeah very true um if you're if you're writing a plot driven book um something you know genre fiction like that um 
start in the action. All right? mm. I think a beginner mistake is, oh, I have a few chapters to kind of build my world and set my setting and tell you about my characters. And we can start off slow and my reader will be patient and come along with me. No, (laughs) you can't do that. Um, A lot of readers in a bookstore will flip a book open to the first page and read it. And if you don't grab them by the first page, they're not going to buy your book. Um, So you really need to start in the action. Uh, Stephen King's great at this. Um, I read his book, Cell, recently, which isn't one of his more widely known books, but it's about kind of a zombie outbreak um, when the when cell phones basically scramble people's brains, which is kind of, just kind of scary. But I mean, the zombie outbreak happens in the first two pages. You know, there's people running all over, biting into each other and it's like the action starts immediately. Um, In Mr. Mercedes, which is my favorite King book, um, he has a murder being committed immediately. Um, And actually in the sequel, um, uh, or sorry, Finders Keepers, um, same thing. The, there's a murder in the first few pages. So start in the action. Don't assume you can have the action start in chapter five because people won't get there. That's really good. I think sometimes you want everyone to just think, oh, well, if you get to chapter three or chapter four, you're really going to get into it. And one of the famous advices that you hear from agents and people in writing is, well, then you need to cut chapters one through three if it really starts out in chapter four. Exactly. You need to do something there. Uh, yeah. famous ways that people try to hook and it doesn't work that well. A lot of people try to hook with a, some kind of dictionary definition or something like that, or an out of place quote. A lot of times those fall flat or have been overused. I, on the other hand, on the flip side, it'd be much better to start with maybe a personal story. And that's what mm-hmm. I do with my book. I started with a personal story, maybe the strongest story. And as people read my book, they read the first story and said, Hey, I'm all in after this first story. Yeah. And that's what you really want. You want people to say, Hey, that first story was awesome. I'm all in wherever you want to take me. And I think your first two pages that you added to your book did the same thing for me. I read them and I said, wherever this is going, I want to go. I'm ready to turn the next page. Where, where are we going? Because yeah. I had questions that I didn't have answered. And I felt like there, that clock was there. Mm-hmm. Time's running out. I don't totally know who this character is, but something's happened here and I want to find out what it was. Yeah. And you kind of brushed on a, on my next point in that description there as well. You have to make your character compelling immediately. Um, there's no give it time for your your readers to fall in love with your character. If, if they don't really feel strongly about your character within the first 10 pages, we've got a problem. Um, so whether that's revealing something personal and vulnerable about them or, um, you know, a tip I heard that I actually kind of used, um, have your character doing something kind in the first few pages. Something, um, it can be, um, in, in mine, it's kind of a silly example, but there's a stray cat in his apartment building that he shows kindness to in the right. second chapter. Right. And some little gesture like that uh, can go a long ways. It's it's little things like that that the readers are going to to latch onto. Um, so so I, you need to make that connection immediately because in our last episode, John and I both agreed characters is the number one most important thing. So if we're trying to figure out how to hook someone, it should start with characters. 
Yes, absolutely. It's got to start with characters and you got to jump right into the action and Mm -hmm. you got to hook those people right away. So I've actually got two other really quick ones that related to something that really helped me with my hook writing. Um, So this might be a tip uh, listeners could um, take advantage of. Um, Something I started doing as an exercise, and I've I've mentioned this briefly before um, on the podcast, is I started writing daily one-page short stories. So I had a rule that I had to start and end the story by the end of the page. And usually it would come out around 300 words, somewhere a little shorter. But um, And what that made me do was get really, really, really good at writing hooks. Um, because when you're writing a whole story in one page, you can write a hook in one or two pages. It seems a lot easier than it used to. And some things I learned from that is, number one, I'm a fan of short first chapters. Make your first chapter short, sweet, and to the point. Don't drag it out. Make it a quick chapter. Get in the scene. Get out. Make it exciting. Make it intriguing. And and wrap it up. No extra fluff. And also, when you do those short first chapters, a lot of times, you get people turning pages. When people feel like they're turning pages, they feel like they're reading the book faster than they actually are. Mm-hmm. If it's very dense material and they have to spend five minutes going through one page, sometimes late at night, you say, I'm not going to do another page. But if you just got through three pages in just a couple minutes, you say, well, I'm going to do a couple more. And uh, that really does help you get through a book and it helps people get farther into your book than they might otherwise. Yeah. And my last point here kind of goes right along with that. Um, we're in sync on this. I like it. Um, mic drop moments are huge. Um, and when you have an end of a chapter, it gives you a chance to have a mic drop moment. Um, so you can end with some sort of cliffhanger. You know, TV shows do it every week. Uh, but something like little did he know that was the last time he'd see his wife alive or something like that. You know, right. that mic drop moment. I think you mentioned a master class. Someone might've called it like a, a cookie or something. Does that ring a bell for you? John? Yeah. Yeah. I forget which one it was, but, um, anyways, have that moment all the time. I have people text me who are reading along in my book and they say, I just finished this chapter. Oh my gosh. I got chills when I read this line and it's, Everyone is those mic drop moments. So land a good one on that short first chapter and boom, you got them hooked. I try to do the same thing uh, with my essays. Uh, yeah. I try to have a moment at the beginning that's very funny, something, a one line, something. But then at the end, I try to circle back around to a mic drop moment that's really funny. For instance, I have a whole essay where we spend pages and pages going to the grocery store to get milk. Mm-hmm. And we spend all this time and all these things happen and we finally get home. We get everybody in and car sits and all of a sudden, guess what Claire says? Hey, weren't we supposed to get milk? We did uh, all these things and we didn't <laughs> do that. Another one, we go to the uh, uh, apple farm and we're picking apples. Or I'm sorry, we go to the Christmas tree farm and there's this huge thing that happens with the Christmas trees and all these horrible things happen. And I get to the very end and... Uh, Horrible things have happened, and my wife leans over and says, buckle up. In the fall, we're going to an apple-picking farm. And I say, buckle up indeed. <laughs> like, we're nice. doing this again. Oh, <laughs> but a totally different thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I won't reveal anything. Um, don't want to spoil anything. But, um, you know, your, your first essay in your book ends with a very 
powerful line yeah. that I think a lot of people when they when they read that. I know I texted you right away and was was wanted to talk about the line. With you me, did, so. and I think that's really important with hooks is that beginning and that end having that hook. And I'll tell you that ending didn't come to me till much later. I yeah. went back through it and went back through it, went back through it, went back through it. And a lot of times you find those beginnings and ends much later. So don't get frustrated as a writer. You say, oh, I don't have this great first page to start. Just get writing. Keep going with it. You may have to come back after you finish this whole book, go all the way back to the beginning and say, I got it now. I yeah. got it. And I can yeah. tell you, I was really stuck and I couldn't find that right hook and to hook my reader into my book. And it was really bothering me. And I sat up at like two in the morning one night and I was like, I got it. And I remember yeah. I walked downstairs and I just started writing a couple things. And I was like, this is it. This is it. This is the hook. Yeah. And it totally worked. And totally I think worked. you hit a very important point there. And um, some listeners might be just starting their first attempt at a novel or a manuscript or a book or whatever. Right. You, you, don't have to get the hook right right away. Start somewhere. Um, just start writing. All right. Get the story going, and you can come back later and rewrite that first chapter um, and get the hook right. Because you know something we've mentioned numerous times, whether it's the contract or the promise or foreshadowing or just the the most powerful hooks relate to later in the story. Yes, you almost have to write it later. Um, so when, if you're sitting down with a blank notebook and you're starting your first novel, don't freak out about writing this perfect hook right away. Just start writing, come back and you'll get the hook later. And I can almost guarantee when J.M. Barry was writing Peter Pan, I doubt he started with all children except one grow up. Yeah. I bet yeah. anything he wrote that and saw the theme and then went back to it and wrote yeah. that first line. Yeah. Cause I think uh, if you can capture the soul of your novel in the first two pages, that's what makes a good hook. Yep. Um, but a lot of times you don't know the soul of your novel when you first start, you might think you do, but you probably it don't. It changes. Yeah. So Hopefully all this uh, was enough to give you some ideas, get you started, get you motivated. Um, I'd like to add one more time, just because this made all the difference for me in writing hooks. Try to write some short stories. You will get a lot better at writing hooks. Yes. Right? Start small. Um, it's, it's a skill that you need to practice, just like anything else. Great advice. Okay, so that wraps up our first story element, The Hook. Uh, make sure you turn in next Monday as we'll be talking about the second element on our list. We're going to talk about setting, which both John and I had eighth on our rankings, but it's still very important and can add a lot to your novel. So make sure you turn in next week to learn how to write good setting. Once again, I'm John Woolley, and you can find me on Facebook and Instagram as Car Seat Conversations or on the web at johnwoolleyauthor.com and i'm justin kreps the best way to keep up with my writing is on instagram where my handle is at j underscore m underscore kreps or youtube as justin kreps until next time work the process process the work keep writing you got this